0: The answers we seek are just outside of our reach. This is the tagline of the Brad Pitt starring vehicle, uh, Ad Astra, directed by James Gray. I'm joined with Mia. uh, Hello, I'm Mia. She's
1: back. (laughs) uh, Sorry. I'm back again. I'm so excited. I just had to (laughs) interrupt.
0: But uh, Brad Pitt, obviously, uh, to join us talking about this this interesting film uh, that we're about to get into. But just to start things off, Mia, um, just give me some general thoughts. Uh, Obviously, keeping things spoiler free if you guys want to listen. This is going to be a spoiler discussion. Um, But just off the start, how you felt about this film? Go for it.
1: Yes, spoiler free. I was initially kind of nervous about it just because there were so many uh, production issues. Like it was supposed to come out last Christmas, then it was supposed to come out in May, and now it's finally out. So I was nervous, and I didn't need to be because. I think that this is a just a beautifully atmospheric um, sci fi space drama, drama, not action thriller or anything, in my opinion, um, that really probes like about all these different themes that are just not really explored in a way that I would have liked to see in other sci-fi movies, like uh, just loneliness and vulnerability and all of that. In my opinion, a lot of sci-fi movies will kind of relegate that to like a B plot or just kind of like a thing, a theme underneath the action. Whereas this one is really, really about specifically loneliness, love of love and like father issues and vulnerability and the repression of emotions and All of these things that um, hadn't really been filmed with as much uh, dedication and and, care and gravitas, and um, I, I, I was very moved. I cried twice. (laughs) Um, Oh,
0: yeah, I cried twice during this I can see the moments. Uh, We'll Mm -hmm. probably get into that in a second. Yeah,
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just I think that it, it it's a. Triumph and it's one of the better space movies I've seen. Yes.
0: Awesome, Uh, I agree similarly. I was talking to Mia beforehand. Um, I'm a little worried that we're uh, on similar uh, wavelengths for this project. Uh, Usually, sometimes it turns out that way and that's fine, Uh, but it's always nice. I know a couple of people aren't too high on this. They think it's boring. Uh, I think it's the exact opposite. Um, I told my friends this, Uh, Interstellar is one of my favorite films of all time. However, I think Ad Astra is more ambitious um, or takes more risks, um, especially like, I don't know. There's just, there's just something I love space movies. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying this to the detriment of any space movies. I just mean there's sort of like a by the numbers way where they put that emotional ties that you were talking about to the background. And I, I think James Gray wanted to make a film that, that, didn't have to focus on like the tropes of sci-fi. Um, and I think what's so interesting here, obviously Brad Pitt producing is a big part of this, but there's, I, I don't feel like, cause this is this is a big budget film, but even, even something like um, in original property, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think that has a built-in fan base uh, of people that are going to love that. And I don't think James Gray and Brad Pitt went into this, you know, wanting to to appeal to people or wanting to appease people. They just wanted to make uh, something they thought was important or something that they think could be discussed. Um, and I think it's really uh, an artistic film, uh, one of the best looking films of the year. Um, I struggle with certain parts and we'll get into more of that. Uh, but I think specifically with the end, uh, it really, really brings everything together for me. Uh, and Brad Pitt is phenomenal. Um, but if you want, see, we can... I agree. <laughs> I agree.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. We're on that. We're on. We are on this wavelength. Um, <laughs> just the the cinematography. Oh, it needs to get a cinematography nomination because they think were multiple, it will.
0: Um, I know it which is which is upsetting, especially I just think the it color palette.
1: It. Yeah, like I guess it they, is pretty
0: gray. Yeah, they went so far with so many different shades of Brad Pitt. I was like, oh, Brad Pitt in red and yellow and green. Yeah,
1: and then the, I really liked the uh, just the color in the airport, I guess. There were yes, just like kind yes, of random yes. blocks of color, which I thought were very interesting. But um, there, there were just multiple mm-hmm. shots that made me like gasp out loud because of oh, sure.
0: how... Impressive. They Beautiful.
1: Were. They, how impressive that they, they, they looked and that just doesn't happen often for me. Um, just, you, and it's, like favorite want, <laughs> it's my favorite feeling. If you favorite want, thing we can get,
0: get right into, right into spoilers. Um, specifically, uh, different moments, key things we want to discuss. Um, I sort of want to get gripes out of the way if that's okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You. That sounds
1: good. Cause I also, I don't think it's perfect. I gave it four yeah. out of five, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm leaning to a similar score. Um, I, I think I'll see this again, um, interestingly enough. I think I'm going to bring my dad because um, I think nice. this is a movie. I don't know, he might not like this. Um, <laughs> but, um, I th- okay, I thought specifically the um, scene uh, where they're going onto the aircraft or where they have the distress signal and there's baboons.
1: With the monkeys, yeah. Yeah, I,
0: it just felt a little clunky to me or like out of place. Yeah. Maybe it was just because I was like, okay, maybe there's like, I don't know what I was thinking, like supernatural things. And and this is something specifically with the film uh, that we'll get into more. Um, it sort of handles your expectations in a way where you're expecting one thing, um, and it's not baboons. You're expecting either a crazy <laughs> crew or um, aliens, even or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, it. I don't know. I I think that that scene. Retrospectively seeing all the film, I think it works. Um, and we'll see going back to it, especially just how um I need to know his name. Oh, Roy McBride um feels about that afterwards where he's talking about the blind rage, like he's seen that before, he's seen it in his father, he's seen it in himself. Um uh, I think that does bring up something important, uh, but again, baboons. Um
1: <laughs> just Yeah, felt, no, it um, was it was out of nowhere. I was like shocked. I <laughs> I with that one, I was not expecting a baboon, and yeah. um the yeah, I do think that like the as you said, the point of it was that uh Roy McBride could talk about his feelings and about rage and repressing that um that rage, constantly having to repress that in this semi dystopian world um but yeah, I don't really know why they were baboons. The only thing I was thinking about 2001: A Space Odyssey. Um, well, a I lot of the
0: film, is a very, lot during
1: the film. But yeah, I don't.
0: But, okay, just because I think I think this is what you're meaning too. But just to be yeah. clear for the people uh, listening, obviously this is spoilers. Um, but um, I I don't. There's a lot of films like people say uh, Christopher Nolan took inspiration for uh, 2001 to go into his film. Uh, a bunch of people use that as inspiration. I don't feel like this is a, uh, taking inspiration from 2001. I feel like this is being the current day 2001. Um,
1: yeah, no, I see that. I see that, yeah.
0: I, I, like, I love 2001. Uh, and I think, again, it goes back to this ambition where James Gray is just making his own project. Um, but yeah, no, they're very similar. Um,
1: yeah, and I love I love 2001 A Space Odyssey. I think it's that's another one that I saw. I saw it in 70 millimeter. Um, last summer and oh my god just incredible I think that it's (laughs) one of the most important influential sci-fi movies of all time I think that like most sci-fi movies the designs from them like come from that film and I just think it's crucial and so yeah this was this really did have a lot of 2001 undertones especially like when I saw that baboon I instantly thought of the beginning 2001 (laughs) with you know all the monkeys because that's like ambitious to start off that film with 20 minutes of monkeys Um, and, like, Especially no dialogue. When you are
0: going to lose people very quickly.
1: Yeah, like, um, that was, that's hardcore. Like, go off with that one. But, um, yeah, that's the only thing I could really think of as to why it was a baboon, I guess. Was... It's just We're having the same gripes, too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, no, but, it... I mean, I'm, I thought that it was fun and kind of added, like, this thrilling aspect to it, but I also didn't think that that thrilling aspect was necessary to a film that's so not literally down to earth, but kind of down to earth in the sense that it's like, (laughs) you know, it's pretty grounded in what it's trying to do. It doesn't really. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the important things I feel like in a lot of space movies, they again, don't really focus on that. And. Oh boy. So it starts out with him being, you know, unemotional, very low key, like not not thinking of these ties, trying to suppress everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought the way it was going is that this character would be like that the whole time. And that's usually how sci-fi films do handle that character, but it, it's him yeah. growing like as each and one of these things happens. Uh, and it just, when they're on the moon, yeah. like that, that rage he's talking about with the baboons, you see that when he's like, mm-hmm. God, like people arguing over resources. That's all we do over and over. It's what my dad like yeah. wants to get rid of. Um mm-hmm. And just, I don't know, it, the way you think that's going to go where he's going to have that confrontation with his dad, um, you just think it's going to be so much more than what it is. Um, yeah. And it it's just them having a conversation and it's, I, okay, what moments did you cry in?
1: Oh, okay, so I cried when, um, okay, so there's that part where that like robot asks about his psychological state. And then he like is like holding back tears and um, he's like really thinking about things. And you can just kind of tell that people don't really ask him that. Um, Like in this society specifically, they, you know, they see emotions as weakness, um, which is demonstrated by like the mood stabilizing pills and the comfort rooms and the BPM thing that he always has to wear to make sure his heart rate doesn't go above 80 BPM. And um, I... Just hold on, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> you
0: did. I, I think <laughs> Where was I things, going? I think those things do definitely definitely make it shown. Like you're thinking at first, like, oh hey, this guy is just like naturally in control of everything. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. they've put everything off to the side. And and what I think is really important, uh, that's something we desperately need to talk about. Um, that obviously this has You know, it's the astronaut, but it is tied to military. And I think specifically with with the military, um, there's a huge problem in people coming back and not knowing how to deal with these emotions and come back into society. Whereas Mm -hmm. I think people brush it off as as, and I think they do this in this film where they're just like, "Oh, uh, you're Roy McBride. Like everybody knows. Like, thank you for your service." And there's nothing more to that. It's not like, "How are you doing? How are you feeling? Like, what does the loss of your dad mean to you?" And (laughs) instead, they're just like instead of asking like, hey, are you doing okay? You've obviously lost your father and you're going on this mission. It's, are you going to be okay to do this? Mi- like, are you in a yeah. go- okay mental state to make this mission successful? Um, yeah. And he's having to keep everything down. Um, and it It's something, and so we said earlier, cause you were talking about the Phantom Threat interview. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think Brad Pitt influenced James Gray to, I feel like this is a Paul Thomas Anderson space movie. Um, <gasps> Oh, I, I love that. And I mean that, like in in a credit to James Gray. Obviously, I just yeah. mean I, I'm not too big on his previous films. Um,
1: I actually haven't seen really any of his previous films because they looked just not my type of.
0: They're a little boring. Like um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really excited for Lost City of Z because that's people pitched it to me as an adventure movie, and I love adventure mm-hmm. movies uh, like Indiana Jones. Um, oh, yeah. I'll, Yeah, Um, but no, it it has these Paul Thomas Anderson elements to it um, that I think Brad Pitt sort of got a little bit of inspiration from watching The Phantom Thread and that scrumptiousness where it, you know, obviously this isn't similar, but uh, Phantom Thread focuses on the food, uh, but it also focuses on that character development, and that is the vehicle of the film. The food and dresses are just ancillary, whereas this, it's the sci-fi. But first and foremost, it is about this main character. Um and I think specifically where this film succeeds for me um is where he's he's talking about his father's uh discoveries and his father's derange like it's Oh
1: yeah. very
0: clear um TLJ. early on. Yeah, yeah. And Tommy Lee Jones was really solid in in a limited role um
1: yeah. But
0: um he says that line and I think it's going to be one of those lines regardless of how many people see this and I, it, like you were saying the box office does not matter for what a mm-hmm. film is. Um, that line where he says, and I think this is this is the thesis for this film, um, is uh, he's he's falling back and he's talking about his father's research and he says, "Oh well, it, my father found all these beautiful planets, um, every single one of them brimming uh, with with beauty, um, but he got lost in in trying to find something else when what he really wanted was at home this whole time." And I and I think that speaks to something of us, yeah. you know, sort of wanting uh other life out there um and us always thinking oh there's there's other people out there there's other people out there and just realizing like hey um you have to you have to sort of come to terms with you know being alone in the world like what if we are just this blue dot uh and i think Mm -hmm. it does that in like a beautiful way where brad pitt's like falling back and he's discovering like oh hey i can be myself now like this weight is gone um and that that's what makes the film for me. I I'm not sure if if yes. you want to add more to this but um that's where it sort of won me over.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think it takes these themes that like we've kind of explored that idea in other movies where it's like family's more important than other things, you know? <laughs> but um like that's that's a very common theme and I don't think it's ever going to go out of style because it's always relevant and um but I think that this one does. Oh, just a beautiful job of explaining not explaining, but like demonstrating what it's like to that constant battle between always wanting something, but also knowing that what you have is great. It's like great with his words. Yeah, that. for sure. Um, just like that, you know, just like that constant wanting more and more when just you could just hang out with your loved ones. <laughs> like yeah. that's yeah, just so that's so fulfilling. <laughs> Um, and he's and obviously, like, you know, he says,
0: um, Oh, what? I was Sorry. just going to say, I think what's pushing him for like leaving his wife is that thought of his, like that unknowingness of his father. Um, mm-hmm. which is again, similar to his father. Like it's, it's, it's this weird, like cat and mouse thing where it's like, Oh, well the dog chases space. Cause the dog being his father, uh, chases mm-hmm. space. Cause he wants something more. And then Brad Pitt chases his father. Cause you know, he is wanting something mm-hmm. more. He's wanting his father in his life. Um, i don't know there's just yeah, something he clearly
1: he just clearly admires his father or he used to just and he's probably still does but really still, his father i think to the he, point still does, cause he still does because he still does because like he you know his dad was went to space and then he the fact that roy mcbride also becomes an astronaut and even says when he's like doing that message to his dad like i'm an astronaut now i think you'd be really proud yeah. and oh and that scene too <clears throat> when he's sending the message to his father and it's the first message, scene. That was such a great scene. The first message is so clinical and attached and it's like, Fing yeah, of course. It. Yeah. yeah. It's like, this feels like a trap. Like, of course he wouldn't respond to it, you know? <laughs> but then the next one where he's like, I remember you liked old movies that were musicals and um, all these things. And he had all these personal things. And yeah, then and, they and get and the response. Think, if, ugh,
0: we're, if we're talking about that scene in particular, what's so interesting is it does both things where it's Brad Pitt being, or sorry, it's, it's that character being able to, to get a response, but you don't know if that's his whole goal or if it's him mm-hmm. wanting to talk to his father. And I think mm-hmm. in that moment it could be both, but it's very clearly he wants to see his father again. At that yeah. point, he's like, I want to go. And, and, Oh God, what almost got, cause you were talking about crying moments. What almost got me is when, is when Brad Pitt's like, "I still love you, Dad," and he just <gasps> gives him that look, and you can tell, like, he because he says he's like, "I haven't thought of you once."
1: I haven't thought about you once in the yeah. past, and then the single tear that goes, "Oh,
0: yeah," again because really... it, you don't see that from him because he's been suppressing all of this, and it's ah, oh, it's lovely.
1: I just yeah, just the themes of suppression and repression and all of that. I it really really hit. For me, and I think for Brad Pitt specifically as a person as well, because he, and he kind of talks about this in his G q interview um just because like being that famous is similar to what Roy Mcbride is doing because like Brad Pitt is that much of a famous person, he has to hide his emotions. He has to repress everything. He has to, for like the good of his family and like himself and his own privacy. And he has to always act like everything's okay. And he's this cool guy. He's always this coolest guy on the planet. To be the coolest man, (laughs) like on the planet, that's like-
0: Yes, unfortunately he has been- Tasked with this impossible
1: um and see, and that's like another thing because I'm sure he feels like, oh, I shouldn't complain about being the coolest guy on the planet, but it also sucks. But I don't want to complain about (laughs) it. And it's like, (laughs) I think that this guy is going through the same thing where it's like he's a brilliant astronaut and he has this like interesting mission and but and he feels like he can't complain about it. Not necessarily complain, but like speak about it because it's so discouraged to talk about your emotions in that world. True. And I think that's also part of why his performance was so great because he just could really connect. Resonate with, with that, that character.
0: Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any other things you want to talk about? I mean, I think we, I don't know. I've, I've talked about most of the things I want. That, this was fun. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I don't yeah. know, cause normally like most of the time when we do these things, normally it's like, oh, well I like this a little bit more than you. And it's like, okay, let's argue why. And it's yeah. just like, ooh. <laughs>
1: This is. I know. Fun. Yeah.
0: Someone had a very similar experience as me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I agree. Like the and the idea that it's boring. Um, I think that that's a really Don't interesting idea. That. Actually. Um. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, like, two thousand one, Space Odyssey. To go back to that, like, that's I like that's and I'm saying this knowing that it's a masterpiece and I love it. It's boring. Um, in the <laughs> sense that, <laughs> in the sense that, like, you know, it's a lot of long lingering shots of just like pretty still. The frame is pretty still. Not a lot of is happening. Like it's literally like languid and um, it's an epic, you know? And I see how that's boring. Like when I watched it the first time and everything, like I was like, okay, I'm kind of bored, but I know that what I'm seeing is like a masterpiece. So like I could appreciate it while while being bored, I guess, if that Makes sense. And I don't think every movie has to necessarily be exciting also. like
0: for sure. You know,
1: like non-stop dialogue, action, da-da-da-da-da. Like, I think that it is very, like certain films, it's very important to just kind of uh, linger in them, you know, just to kind of let it wash over you and let it absorb. Um, And I think that that's what this, film does where it's like it's it could be boring if you're not focused on it or if you're not interested in the character story at all i see how that would be boring if like you didn't really care about this guy or space or anything
0: especially when he's the main Um, guy
1: yeah yeah especially when he's the main guy it's like yeah okay i i see that but you know since we are obviously fans of brad pitt and i just i really like this character um i didn't find it boring but i see how other people
0: would make that Terrible claim. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, I can see that even if I didn't really relate to that. But it's I, I like really I hope. Yeah.
0: I really hope people that, that do enjoy this, please tell your friends. Cause I I was talking, I saw this uh with girlfriend um and she was saying, Oh, well I don't know if my friends would like super love this. And I, I get that, but I, I don't know. Like I, I think right on Rotten Tomatoes because Rotten Tomatoes is the absolute worst. Um, but <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's one of those splits where it's like critics love it, and then because critics love it, audiences go into audiences, it thinking,
1: mm-hmm.
0: "Yeah," and they're like, "That wasn't." Um, I don't even yeah. know what they're looking for. Like,
1: I feel like they might be looking <laughs> for
0: like a sci-fi know, action a movie. movie.
1: Yeah, like a sci-fi action. Like, oh, Brad Pitt like against aliens with a gun, and he's doing, you know, just like a. Things I almost like that, want that's this gonna to be exciting.
0: I think this will this might make like one of my ten films where like I sort of tell um other family because they ask me at the end of the year, they know I'm super into movies, and I, I try to make like a list of ten films that are like mandatory viewing where I want mm-hmm. the entire public because that's yeah. feel that's what I feel like best picture should be. Yeah, when, when it, usually when it, it's a like, lot of
1: different people could like it. And I think that's so hard to do to get
0: not even not even that people, people would like it. I just want people to be exposed to it. Because I think a lot of yeah. people might not like ad Astra. Like, yeah. I, I'm worried my dad won't like it, but even if he doesn't like it, it's like, no, I, I wanted you to see this. Like, I wanted you to have this experience. Um, but I But please go see it. Yeah,
1: no, I have a I have a private list on Letterboxd. It's called, like, movies that I think that everybody should see. Because they touch on such universal and essential themes, that mm-hmm. it's important to, like, expose yourself to that so that you can learn and kind of reflect. And I think that, yeah, this movie is absolutely one of those where it's a very reflection, like you should reflect after seeing it. And I think that's beautiful. And yeah.
0: So we're giving a ringing endorsement. Uh, A couple (laughs) of the other people uh, that I've talked to have said uh, similar things. Um, Most people are decently high on it, I feel like. Uh, But again, obviously, you know, know what you're getting into. which this is a spoiler talk, so I don't even know how I'd say that. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that, yeah, yeah. I, yeah.
0: <laughs> that wraps up our talk. Uh, thank you again, Mia, uh, for both these episodes and, and coming on to chat um, about Brad Astra.
1: Oh, anytime. I will talk about Brad Pitt anytime, anywhere. Anybody listening, please let me talk about Brad Pitt with you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. That's our episode. Uh, I normally put the stuff where it's like, follow us on this. But, you know, Brad Pitt's time to shine. Uh, Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, uh,
1: yeah. (laughs) So
0: check out our our other episode if you're listening to this and haven't listened to that. It is fairly long, but it's really fun. So, yeah, peace. All right. And then I'll get Craig to leave. Yeah, This might be because I recorded it. uh, Oh, shoot. I said Craig joined. Dang it. God.